Red Room Theater, Episode 5, The Three Amigos. One for each other and all for one, the three brave amigos are we. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Moreno. And every week we'll get one of the movies that helped raise us up. We'll talk about how it raised us wrong and how it raised us right. Today, we're talking about the movie, The Three Amigos. Welcome back, true believers. Um, We're back in the Red Room Theater, and we're tackling our first real comedy, aren't we? This is our... This is a classic from way back in the day. Everybody we grew up with loves this movie. Everybody. It's genius. It's a classic Holds story. Up. I watched it this week, and it's hell. It's funnier now because we get all the adult humor when there's <laughs> plenty of it. Yes, there, there's plenty of it. Stinking. Um, so the, the story is this a classic movie, okay? This is... Um, the story's very simple. From yeah. the old school SNL cast people, too. Yes, it is. Which and I just realized today that Lorne Michaels was one of the writers. Right. And there's a ton of Saturday Night Live alumni on it. Big from time. back in the day. So before we get to cast, the story, you have three actors, uh, and they're movie stars of the silver screen. So pre-sound. Now, the movie takes, it, not, it, doesn't take, it wasn't recorded. 1916, so there's no audio. No, it's crazy. No audio at all. Uh, it was The movie was made in 1982, 84, something like that. And um, so these three actors get fired at the beginning of the movie. They're not even, they don't, they, they're like these huge famous actors, but they don't even get paid. They're just, yeah. But uh, they're chump stains, and they basically make a classic mistake. They think they're invited to go to Mexico to shoot a movie, when in reality they're being asked to go to Mexico to save a village from the villainous El Guapo. And uh, they go down there, and it's just, it's just literally they're mistaken. They go down there thinking one thing, not knowing the whole thing's they real. They they're going to do live performances for a town that is starved for entertainment. And that's and it's it's a it's a it's a classic uh, cultures meeting one another. It's your classic um, what do you call it like uh, situational comedy kind of movie. They're all put in a weird situations and you see it unfold. Now this plot of of mistaken um, reality for showbiz has been in movies since I've seen it like at least two times. The Three Amigos. It was in Pixar's A Bug's Life. I remember watching A Bug's Life, and, and I love Pixar. I love the movies they do. That's love, early Pixar. Love Toy Story, uh, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., love it all. And A Bug's Life is Three Amigos in a cartoon form. Circus is that Bugs. Is Woody Allen? I don't think so. That's Ants. That's Ants, yeah. Um, Which one's Bugs? I don't think I've seen Bugs I don't think Life. A Bugs Life Maybe is, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's Circus Bugs. And they have a bad guy played by Christopher Walken, I think. What? And uh, they got a or Kevin Spacey plays the bad grasshopper, nice. and uh, they got they go to find Circus Bugs to get you know to make the grasshoppers leave them, and it, it's they think it's a circus performance. Uh, it's the same, it's the same movie. Not only that, <laughs> another time you see this this uh, this uh, plot device is Galaxy Quest, one of my all time favorites. One, it's a sleeper. It is so good. There's the same speech it's in the two movies. So funny, dude. Dude, Martin Short does a great speech in the middle of the road. We, we, we talk about our favorite scenes, and this almost won for you, Tony, this scene. It was up there. 
Um, it's up there because it's the first time that they're they decide they're gonna they're gonna be men, you know, instead of being these cowardly guys, these Hollywood guys that you know have never really you know had a real f- gunfight. It's all on the big screen, but um, it's it's where they, they essentially get embarrassed because they realize they realize in front of the whole town that they were hired to save that. It's not an act. This isn't a matinee performance. This is you're supposed to be here, and this guy's got fifty dog fighting guys on the teeth, just just Mexicans, <laughs> and and he thinks that they slipped real bullets in the with the blanks. Well, we'll, get, we'll get to this. We'll get to this scene. We'll get to this scene. But um, there's a scene after they get embarrassed in the, for the whole town, which is the hardest scene to watch. We'll get there, dude. We'll get there. Uh, but what does is, what is Martin Short say? He's out there in the middle of the street, loading his gun with real bullets. real bullets in the gun. And he's, talk, he's talking about they got to take the stand because they don't have anything to go home to. They have, you know, they have no lives, no jobs, no women, no self-respect. What are they going to go home to? And, you know, the, the other guys, his buddies are looking at him like, we're we're gonna get killed, and he's just like, oh, it's better to get killed than you know be a shadow and not, you know. It, and it's it's the movie takes a serious turn right there. And that same speech that's is one get, of the first serious parts of the movie. And they give it to Short, which is kind of awesome. But you have the same exact speech given in Galaxy Quest, where Tim Allen tells him, "What are we going home to? We're jokes. We're washed up Star Trek actors, you know." Uh, but Galaxy Quest is a we'll get to that one. It's a riot of a movie. Um, it's so funny, dude. It very well may be. May Sam be. Rockwell is an dude, extra. He, he's great. So <laughs> funny. He's a red oh, shirt. The things getting close to the thing. <laughs> like he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, dude. And might be my favorite Alan Rickman movie of all time is Galaxy Quest. More than Harry Potter. He, more he than even Dogma. His line in it. I don't remember. By Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> Dude, he is. I will avenge you. And he says it for real. Okay, we got. Let's get back to three amigos. Galaxy Quest is. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight. It's on Netflix right now. It's it's three amigos, but for a different. Just the, the it's plot. Sci-fi three amigos. It's so fun. You can redo it. Just give it a twist and make it sincerely. Um, so it's a great little story. Okay, done more than once, but you can do. You can you you can take idea from a movie. And redo it, put some soul in it, and it still can be a good movie. Put a little stank on it. Legit, your own stank. Put your own funk, sweaty stank, <laughs> and it's a, it's a hit. So, um, the cast is stellar. I mean, these are the comedians of our childhood, dude. Um, you got Steve Martin uh, as Lucky Day. You have Chevy Chase as Dusty Bottoms, and Martin Short as Ned Needlander. So, dude, which one of the three is your favorite, dude? Dusty Bottoms, by far. Is Are my, you serious? Yes, dude. No way. Yes. The only thing he does in this movie that I hated, uh, other than this one thing, it's it's just a massive performance <laughs> when they're on the horses in the desert and the canteens, one of them's filled with sand. One of them's got one drop, and Dusty's got a full canteen. He's chugging. Dude. The other guys are looking at him, and he just throws it on the ground, and it just leaks all over. The parched and ground, then dude. he takes his lip balm out, puts it on his lips, and he looks over, and they're staring at him. He's like, lip balm? Dude. And, oh, I could have killed him. There's a, my favorite uh, Dusty Bottoms. It's a little off-camera moment when uh, they go to the singing bush, and they get off the horses. Did you notice that? 
they all dismount. He dismounts the wrong way, and he ends up on Steve um, Martin's horse, yes, facing yes. back. But he's like, he like shrugs, like, like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> dude, that's really funny, dude. Um, I can't believe Dusty Bottoms is your favorite. How how can it be anybody else? It's not Ned. He just gave Ned all that love about the sticking low the in his gun scene, dude. But the, Ned's like the, the the kid baby brother of the three. They have to like look but after Ned, him. He can't even sleep in the stinking desert because he hears a coyote. Ned faces the German in El Guapo. Okay, now you're why you gotta sway me, bro? This I'm is, not trying to say this is twenty plus years in the making. I'm just of saying, Dusty Bottoms, dude. I mean, he was gonna kiss her on a veranda, bro. <laughs> and he just said, "Lips, Lips are fine." <laughs> So, for me, it's Steve Martin all lucky you, day, dude. Of course, it's Steve Martin. Why? Of course, he's the leader, dude. He's, dude. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, we're we're jumping all over the place because this movie's so amazing. But when I was little, and I mean, how young were we when we first watched this? Five years old, dude. dude. I'm watching. I remember when we were young, and I'm like. I wonder why Steve Martin had to stand on that wall and make all those crazy noises in order to get their their suits out of the you know out of the uh, what do you call that? Look up here! Look up here! Look up here! here. Hey guys! And I'm like, why do they have to go through all that? The guys are just so dumb; they don't notice. He's trying to call them. Dude, me and Lena watched this, and she was dying laughing. She's like, Dad, why is he being so dumb? I'm like, I don't know, honey. She gets it when she got it better than we did. Dude, look up here! Look up here! That is that was hilarious. But um They're all in their chonies trying to sneak in dude, in the wardrobe to get their their uniform. It's great, man. It's it's um I, I like okay, so like here's a question now. So out of the three, Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, which of the three's careers have you most enjoyed? Dang, Gene. That's a tough question. It's not Martin Short's. No, his career kind of bombed, didn't well, it? Yeah, but it bombed because his, his wife was dying. He, had, he, he took, he was on Stern, and he told the whole story about his wife dying. And he, I, thought, I thought Rick Moranis did that. Is that, oh, is that Moranis? I think that's Moranis, not Short. What, did, what happened to Short? I don't know. But Prime he, time Glick got him down. <laughs> <laughs> that was his big comeback, and it kind of sucked. It was the worst. Remember Pure Luck? Dude, he got stung by the V, and he, and he came to a click. <laughs> he did prime time click. <laughs> prime time. That's, yeah, I thought you said something else. I'm like, dang, bro, that's a PG podcast, bro. <laughs> um, Chevy Chase has uh, Chevy Chase. He had some things way later. There was a huge gap of nothing. Like he tried to do Fletch and Fletch Lives. Um, nothing but Trouble is probably my favorite movie that he ever did. Which is that's a great movie. Fantastic. Steve Martin probably has the best career. I think I mean, so. Father of the Bride. Um, what was that, a trilogy? Mixed Nuts. Mixed Nuts was good. was really funny. L.A. Story. Oh, man, he's good, he's good stuff, he's man. Got a lot he had that uh, Queen Latifah hit. That just... was probably my favorite movie. Is no, it's not. Down the house? Bring down the house. What's a wreck? <laughs> it's a country. <laughs> that movie's really funny, dude. Dude. So Martin's had the most successful career of all these guys. I mean, guys. we're not going to say Steve Martin's got... You know, that's not one of his three greatest films. I, I understand. Uh, I'm just asking. Enjoyable, which, enjoyable career. A lot of good stuff. His Howard Stern interview was incredible. I can't even imagine. Um, now, this movie's directed by John Landis. Now, Landis, apparently, he's our boy. So here's your list of movies he's done. Blues Brothers loved it. Classic. I had, I had no idea he did American Werewolf in London. Werewolf that's in London. incredible. It's still to this day 
a legit horror film. You know what's crazy though is I I don't know if you've seen it or if you agree at all, but American War from Paris I thought was awesome. It had it had the dude who played Guy Patterson. From yeah, the yeah I didn't see it. It was so good. Kay. I thought it was great. Trading Places, hilarious. That was classic. The Twilight Zone movie, hilarious. With, no, um, sorry, wonderful movie. Well, wow, what was it? Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks in the car. Do see something scary? Singing um, singing um. CCR? What? No. Yes, CCR. What song? It's the Midnight Special. I was just going to say, that's CCR that did that? Shine your light on me. That's right. <laughs> it turns and, into uh, like a werewolf. That's very, but dude, the, the, the three stories, the plane one. The concentration camp one. Oh, that's a good one, dude. You know, that, you know, actually, he, so he filmed Three Amigos, they went to film Twilight Zone. So they're editing Three Amigos while he's filming Twilight Zone. And you've heard the Twilight Zone story, right? Uh-uh. During the concentration camp, you know how the, the guy, you know, the racist guy goes through history? Yeah. There's a sequence where he's running through the, the swamp with two kids in his arms, Vietnamese kids, and a helicopter pulls a crash. Well, the cop, something went wrong with the stu- stunts, and the copter kills the main actor and the two kids, beheads him. Wait, wait, wait. The guy in the scene? In the, the, in the main, scene. The racist guy? Dies in the movie. With those kids? With two kids in his arms. It kills them all. Landis was in court for murder and couldn't edit the Three Amigos. Wait, 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 wait. John Landis was Why charged was he with murder charged? because negligence. Someone died on his movie set. It's his responsibility. Well, he wasn't driving the helicopter. The helicopter was a part of a stunt rig. Supposed to come down and something with stunts went bad. That guy's dead. The guy in that movie. He's a real actor. He's dead. Oh my goodness. Died in Twilight Zone, dude. So Landis couldn't edit the movie he made because Who he was... edited Three Amigos? I don't know. But he was in the murder trial when it was released. Holy smokes. But he also did Thriller. Little fun fact. Yeah, Thriller, fun. The, the video? The video Thriller. Nice. Landis directed. Nice. Which is the greatest movie, music video of all time, maybe. Well, in your opinion, dude. What, what's gonna... Dude. My... Okay, now... I'm not saying it's better. Everybody's going to think I'm, I'm crazy. Dude. But the Weezer Buddy Holly video with Happy Days is my one of my favorite videos of all time, dude. I don't care. Go get, give me, look at it. Give me that look, dude. <laughs> I'm just giving you the look right now, <laughs> dude. When, when uh, Patrick Wilson's behind the drums and he winks at Joni, dude, come on, bro. Coming to America's John Landis. Oh, man. Classic. And Oscar is John Landis with Stallone. That was fantastic. I love that movie. People don't like it. Tim Curry, the the he wasn't he the husband to be? He was he was a linguist and they, they needed to marry off the daughter because she's pregnant. Because Oscar got Oscar got her pregnant, so trying to find her husband for the whole movie, and he doesn't have the linguist. Well, that's right, because Oscar's not supposed to alone. Right, Oscar is that's the, right. the the that's the, right. At the very end, Oscar shows up. Yeah, and he so just goes. He snaps his fingers and they take him out of there, dude. That's incredible, dude. And his outfits in that movie were, were f- oh, fly. Man. They, dude, they were just tailored perfect for him. He's got that superhero frame. Dude, dude. if I look like him, I'd wear 50s mob outfits all the time. If you looked like him, you would have Bruce Willis's uh, outfit from Pulp Fiction. I'd wear it to church every Sunday, dude. Dude, you preach in that mug. <laughs> White t-shirt, jeans, <laughs> and a leather jacket, dude. Oh. Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Who, whose motorcycle is this? It's not a motorcycle, baby. It's a Who, chopper. Whose chopper is this? <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's get back to three meals, okay. dude. Jeez. So uh, great cast, great cast. Now, let's break down the favorite scenes. 
So I'm going to go first. Okay. Dude, my favorite scene of this movie is the, the Mexican bar. And it's, it's, one, it's, it's a joke that takes 20 minutes to tell. Dude, it's and a, when you're young, you're like, why are they letting the three amigos dude. put on this show? And they hate it. Dude. But so, it, so this German guy walks into a bar. Has he even got a name or is he just the German? The German. The German says to um, wait here. But uh, someone makes fun of his gun. It's like, where'd you get get that pretty little gun? (laughs) And the German looks like he should be on a pizza package. Looking like the Red Baron (laughs) with a stick of leather cap on. And he's got the Red Baron plane, too. Um, The mail plane? The the (laughs) biplane. But, uh, sneaking. Um,. They're making the guy. Dude, is it me or does he look like a no nonsense dude? And they're messing with him. Scar in his face, dude. You know why? He's putting down like three guys in the bar. He tells him, listen, my friends are coming after me. They're not as kind hearted as I am. So be cool. So he leaves and in walk the three amigos. But he, because he thinks his two German buddies are coming and right after him. But in between the German and his two German buddies coming, who the German flies there, he's got his two buddies that are bringing the guns there. So they took the land. They came yeah, by so land. In between those sets of Germans, the three, amigos, the three show amigos. And they're, dude, I didn't realize their outfits are stupid. Dude, their outfits. Like could be on RuPaul's Drag Race, dude. <laughs> dude, those, those like those the like super short jackets. The, the, the crazy like classic mariachi and three white the guys, dude. Pants you ever the seen? The red cummerbund, dude. Yeah, with the red dude. up. What do you call that tie thing? The red I don't up. Know, but it's too funny, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's so stupid. And they're, they're, they're all matching with different patterns. Dude, it's, and, uh, I, I think I like Dusty Bottoms' hat pattern the best. The eagle. Eagle, yes, that is it's, sweet. It's legit. That is sweet um, but, I love uh, the, the music when they put the hats on, dude. Da, 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 da. It's just like, oh, dude. <laughs> That's right, dude. Um, so they walk into the bar. Everyone thinks they're the, the, they're the German's the friends. German just they're killers. Them. They're psychos. Everyone's afraid to cross them. And the bartender's all nice to them, dude. Try not to get in any trouble, dude. <laughs> and so, okay, now the, the whole point: the three amigos are down here because they get a telegram from Mexico saying, "Well, here and here's the thing: the reason that they think it's a show is because the girl Carmen and her <laughs> little buddy can't afford <laughs> to the s- whole letter they were trying to send, so they do an abbreviated version." And they tried to say that El Guabo is this the murderous, evil, murderous, like thieving, just this horrible guy. Like and he says fourteen like words. And he says, "I'll go see. I'll give you the ten peso version." Yeah, I'll put infamous. She's like, what does that mean? If she doesn't know what it means, how are these guys going to know what it means? It's like, it's all the words you said. It's uh, evil, villainous, all like you said. And they're like, and it'll be cheaper. And they're like, oh, yeah. Thank you, senor. Inf- he, hey, infamous is when you're more than famous. He's, He's in- infamous? Infamous? Dude, infamous? Probably the biggest actor to ever come out of Mexico. <laughs> they're so stupid. Dude. They come down to Mexico to do this show with the, with the infamous El Guapo thinking he's a, So they're, uh, they're they there. They're doing two matinees. And they think that they're huge in Mexico and no one knows who they are. And the thing is, the reason uh, they call the three amigos is because Carmen 
and oh, what's the little guy's name? I don't know. I don't remember his well, name. Well, they, uh, they, st- they go into a bar. They're from Mexican Setepoco. Bar. They're from Setepoco, the little town being terrorized by uh, El Guapo. And uh, rewind to the beginning of the movie, those two go into that same bar that the three amigos are in that we're talking about right now. The Cantina to, de Borrachos, which is try, the bar the of the bar drugs. The drugs. <laughs> I, I noticed, when I seen that, all I could think of was uh, the Loteria game. And the Borracho was this drunk man look, <laughs> looking like a, a, your great uncle or something <laughs> and uh loteria is a mexican bingo game and, and it's, it's awesome hilarious pictures. and i bought it to play with my junior hires but the mermaid's, in, in, <laughs> in, the mermaid's naked and the mermaid's naked the dude's drunk dude my, my, my wife saves she goes, so what are you doing with these cars i want to play bingo tonight she goes this mermaid's naked i'm like oh shoot kids gotta <laughs> learn sometime <laughs> <laughs> well the, okay so they're in this uh cantina she's trying to get help and this dude is like Pretty much, in a nutshell, what every guy there is. It's just a Jerk. dog. Yeah. And so they go to this church because they, they're going to pray about it. Well, in the church, they're showing a Three Amigo movie. And she thinks it's a she real newsreel. real guys that save towns. Three Spanish landowners. <laughs> but she thinks that they're, they're real. So she sends a telegram, which brings them to, to the Mexico. Cantina. Yeah. Um, they think they're the biggest thing there. And they think that everybody there Loves is, them. is 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 cultured and artistic. Thinks that they're intimidated because they they've only seen them on the big screen. We're so famous, they're scared of us. So he decides. Like, he doesn't know the German just told him that there's some insanely mean guys showing up, and you better kiss their butts. So these three guys. So Chevy Chase goes to the piano and plays a song. You're skipping the whole tequila scene, dude. I don't, I don't want to do the tequila. I can't do every piece of the scene, oh, dude. It's too, it's too it's, much. Dude, it's, what does he say? He's he goes, like beer. He's like, well, is it fattening? Fattening? <laughs> That's the funniest Dude. <laughs> dude. Um, but Chevy Chase plays, and they do this song, My Little Buttercup. It's, they think that they're giving them... It's a, a free a, show. Of intimate and acoustic free show, <laughs> dude. It's it's three amigos unplugged. <laughs> dude, they, they, think, they think they're they're coming in there like Kings of Leon or something, dude. And uh, it's maybe one of the most effeminate dance scenes oh, ever committed takes, to film. He, dude, Steve Martin takes a handkerchief, <laughs> ties it around Martin Short's head like he's a girl. With a, my five year old daughter loves this scene because she's like, oh, it's nice dancing, like my princesses, and it's grown white men just you and me will. see Settle down. <laughs> it's a show tune. It's, it's, okay, and these Mexicans are standing there, sitting they're there. sitting there and they're terrified because they think these guys are sick. Their, their faces are like, so, I don't even want to laugh. When I was in high school, I used to just, I, I, I don't know, I just didn't care about my, how I looked at all. I always wear like aprons to I school. I used to wear all those apron. And one of your friends told you, right? What? They said, I thought Ernesto wore this craft to school. Tim and Jeff Sanzig told me, dear brother wears that stuff just so somebody will mess with him and he can, you know, knock him out or something. And I wasn't. Nobody bought the fact that you would really wear something like that. <laughs> people think, okay, he's just trying to bait us in there. Dude, I'm just being a stupid guy. People think I'm trying to start a fight. But the three, the people think these guys are trying to get us to be mean. So yeah. they're, they're sitting there watching and they don't like it. They think that they're They're confused them. and... It's the most. Then they start trying to get, get the, the crowd, crowd to see. Involved, dude. dude, it's so great. It is one of the funniest scenes ever. Me and Tony literally considered 
trying to learn the dance, filming it, and put it on YouTube to advertise the show. Wait, 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 wait. There is no, there was no talk of the dance. I thought we were going to sing it. No, we were going to dance it. No, we weren't. Who, we? I asked you, buddy. He's like, let's do it. You said... We should totally sing that Buttercup song and learn the part. Well, I was implying we should learn it and do it I together. I was implying this is a podcast, not a YouTube channel. <laughs> There's no way that I'm going to stick and dance that dance. It would be the funniest. It cr- would be the funniest thing if we had some of that tequila. <laughs> so that scene, I watch it, and it's stinking. I mean, it's just it's gold. And uh, they they get the, like, what is it? Wild, wild. Uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> And they turn around to the barkeep, dude, get it for the last one. The last the last line of the song, dude. My little buttercup. Sweet. A little buttercup. They go back to him. My little buttercup. Dude, it's so funny. It's, and his face is classic. And that is payoff enough. Like, the scene's already paid off, but they give you more. Yeah. The joke keeps on they, giving. They go, they go to the left side of the room, and they sing apart. They go to the right side, and they're, but they're all terrified. They're just doing it so they don't get killed. So the Dingoes leave. Then the, the real Germans show up that were, that were supposed to be the guys that they were going to treat right. The bar. And as soon as they walk in, look at the two little sissies. And they, and they kill draw like, down on the whole bar. Dude, they kill so many people, dude. It's... That's a three-part joke, 20 minutes long, and pay, it, 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 it's, it, it's 18 minutes in the movie. You have this wonderful sequence. I love it. And then the bartender uh, caps the whole thing off. His tone's getting too rough for me. <laughs> dude, so that's my favorite scene, dude. What do you got, okay, man? Okay, I was going back and forth about what my favorite scene was going to be. And I keep coming back, even though Dusty is my favorite. I keep coming back to when... Uh, it's it's set up when the three amigos try to get into the to the uh, to the church. No, the three of them they the mission the yeah they're the mission and they swing down on the ropes. Well, Dusty gets into the fortress. Yes. Um, Ned gets hung up on a pinata, which is awesome. Which is hilarious because he's watching the party and he's seeing all the sombreros dance around <laughs> and he's nodding his head with the music <laughs> jamming, chilling, dude. dude. And then Steve Martin. Swings his ropes too long, and Just they get him. They get him. They throw him in the, in the cell. So they bust Steve Martin. They lock him up. Then they bust Dusty trying to blend in. Then El Guapo says, what? What is this? Amigos falling from the sky? And Ned falls because he can't hold on no more. Crashes down on the table. That's a good fall, though. It's he amazing. He on his head, dude. It's not a last of the Mohicans off the side of the cliff fall. <laughs> dude, be nice. Dude, it is a legit a dude falling on the table. Dude, it looks and like when it he falls, <laughs> everybody says, yes, a little. <laughs> but dude, it's great. the German, they're going to kill him. The German says, wait, I recognize this guy. He's a he's a star of the silver screen. My favorite star of the silver screen. Ned Needlender. I remember when he was little, what, little Neddy? Ned Nicker. Knickers. Nick Knickers. And um, he says it's his favorite because he you was You were such, a god to me. Because he, he was such a quick draw. I tried for hours a day. Hours a day in, in the mirror. And he says, you were a god to me. And Ned's like, a god? I don't know about that, but it's always nice to meet a fan. And then he says, then I learned about movie tricks, trick photography. I was crushed. And Ned looks at him, and he's like, I never use trick photography. And he says, um, No one we'll can f- be that fast. No, no, and he says, I am that fast. 
I love it. He, he, he doesn't says, back down, dude. I they, love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ned's in it. Like this is me. And the German, what's he tell him? He says, um, "We shall see." Yeah. He says, "We shall see." And Ned says, "Happy to." And got a stopwatch. Stop anybody? Any, anybody got a watch? Preferably with a second hand. And Hefe <laughs> says, "I got a stopwatch. No stopwatch." As the Americans say, we're going to play for keeps. So then you're like, holy smokes. And they do a classic so the duel. They're going to do a duel, but in your, in your mind, you're like, okay, you know the Three Amigos got these little tiny guns, and you're like, well, of course it's going to be quicker with that gun. They say, no, you don't want to die with a little sissy gun. You want <laughs> Is to die that with a man's gun. Hefe's a great actor, dude. He's amazing. He's, he's been in a lot so of movies. many movies, dude. He had a show on Showtime where he was a uh, – he had – I think three sons or two sons, both boxers. And he and I forget what it's called. Something Boulevard or something. Yes. It's it, it's incredible. But Hefe gives him the gun and the gun's so huge and Ned can't even lift it up. And you're like, dude, there's no way. And then Steve Martin breaks out of the cell. He's up top. He looks down and he sees them gonna draw. And even Steve Martin's face is like, whoa, what the heck? Like it, it's taking it back. I look at the, the whole road. Everyone's on the sides. It's, a, it's, it's so it's, it's so set, it's awesome. set up so great, and, dude. And, and it's almost like set up perfect for for uh, El Guapo's birthday party. He's almost like he's, he's he's loving it. Yeah, it's and he's got you know he's got a show for the, for his German buddies who brought him these guns. Yep. And um, the best part is they they the the German they're looking at each other and they're I don't know what fifty paces away, and the German looks and he squints his eyes. And Ned opens his eyes real huge because he can't believe he's in this situation and draws down like a mad dog, kills the German, gun goes flying up in the air, and then Steve Martin tries to kiss the gun, and it's too heavy for him, and the gun goes, it's just hilarious. But Ned stepped it up, dude. And Took he, him out. He said, I'm that fast, and he proved it, dude. And that was that, and, and the, the runner-up scene for me, though, <laughs> the funniest scene in the whole movie, in my opinion, is when the German gives... El Guapo the guns. El Guapo pulls one of the rivals out, and he, he cocks it back, and he says, Hey, Efe, who's that up on the wall? What does he say? Is it Pablo? He's something like that, yeah. Whatever, Mexican name. <laughs> he says, Hey, hold up your hat. Hiya! He takes his sombrero up. Hiya! And he puts it way up in there. You think he's going to shoot the hat? And he kills the guy, and the guy falls off, and Efe's like, Eh. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's dude. crawling with amazing scenes, dude. dude. You know that uh, Stinkin' El Guapo. First of all, he's a great villain. First of all, you know, I cannot believe when we were young and we watched this movie, that was El Guapo's 40th birthday. And you're thinking, man, 40, he's such an old man. We are creeping 40, dude. I'll be 35 in a couple weeks. You're 36. We don't look as old as that fool. No, dude. He looks old, dude. For, this is 40th birthday? That's crazy. That's, it's 1915, dude. We brushed our teeth. We took care of you know, all these things. Yeah, but still as an actor, yeah, he probably wasn't 40. Wasn't he on Jewel of the Nile? Yes, he was. Yeah. Don't do any good pull, dude. Boy. That guy went on to be a director. He directed that Keanu Reeves movie within the wine fields with Anthony Quinn, uh, A Walk in the Clouds. Never seen it. D, uh, it's it's a love story. Women like it. Um, it's better than a Nicolas Cage movie with those goo dolls on it. <laughs> City of Angels. Uh, what a stupid movie. Um, we'll never be doing that one. Don't worry. <laughs> well, we'll uh, do Nicolas Cage. No, we might, dude. 
I'm gonna open some things up eventually. People might get a chance Come to, on, Gina. to vote on movies, and they well, can they can make us do some crazy crap when they get to it. Well, um, that doesn't mean we won't have fun. <laughs> it's day straight. Um, but uh, so movies full of great scenes. I mean, wild guapo. Um, that's that's a but classic. Yes, you one. have a plethora, <laughs> dude. Great plethora is a word. Every it's a word people shouldn't know. White people should not know the word plethora, and they do because of this movie. What does that mean? Just a many? Yes. Why does heaven not know what that means? I don't know. I do not have your superior intellect. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you're turning 40 today? <sighs> Is it because Carmen sleeps in her cell instead of with you? She'd rather sleep in her cell than with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweater. It's like, uh. <laughs> It's they they get the same reaction as on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And there was much rejoicing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say about such men? <laughs> the German's um, like, geez. Uh, dude, there's a, there's a line. I, I, I said it for years. When um, Dusty Bottoms comes into Carmen's room, breaks through, he swings. And um, the bet card goes like, what was that noise? She's like, I do not know. I used to, dude, I used to say it like that all the time. I do not know. Like, I just say it that way with the same intonation and stuff, dude. I love how she's like, so what was your plan? Well, to infiltrate the forges that you've done. Well, we didn't think that was going to work. <laughs> let me get with Dust there. Let me get with uh, Lucky. We'll figure it out. And he's like, sometimes you don't overplay these things. <laughs> Oh, it's a. It's I do a, not know. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he dude, just leaves. As, the movie's weird. It's all over the. the okay. The movie, it's honestly a, just a sweet film. It, it, you don't have to be obscene and nasty to be funny. Like this movie, I mean, it's it's, it's goofy. Will Smith don't got a curse in his records. <laughs> Stupid dude. Um, like it's just it's like you have the singing bush, the invisible swordsman. You have the most random the things. boom, the the doom, 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 the horses, the, the horses singing. singing. You had a turtle saying goodnight. I mean, it's it's good the night, weirdest night. stuff happening in this the movie. The owl jamming. Um, the coyote rolls up, dude. That scene's great. It's a great scene. And literally, Chevy Chase's voice is the best of the three. I think they all sing. And I didn't know it was real until Martin. I'm like, that's really Martin. Like, and if we wanted it, I'm well, like, when you when Dusty starts singing, you're like, yeah, right. No way, it's he's him. lip and lip singing it. But then when he starts getting into it, you're like, that's really him. They they all all three of them got a good voice. Man, <laughs> Lorne Michaels, dude. It was dude. SNL had some, t- had some talent back in the day. Dude, still do, man. I said, I'm probably the only guy that thinks that the remake of the Ghostbusters was awesome. I, I, I didn't hate it. I think the best, the first scene of the movie was the best scene of the movie, though. The opening oh, sequence yeah, that was, great. was so because it, it was like it, it, it crossed between horror and comedy. I love that. That was cool. The rest of the movie was more comedy, not horror at all. But I liked a little bit of fear in it. I, yeah. I liked that connection. All right. So how can a comedy imbue values? Now we always talk about how, how these movies raise us wrong and raise us right. So how did this, how did the three amigos raise us right? Tony, I asked you and you answered the question better than I could have. How to raise us right, bro. It, it is a movie that at the end of the day, it's three unlikely heroes, cowards, essentially cowards. And they stand up to the bully dude. And that is huge. When you finally had enough, Life just beating you down, and this dude, this this guy that just scares you to death, and you stand up to him, and he ain't what he like. 
his tactics were 50 men and all this to, to strike fear in the village. And these three guys who were like the biggest wusses end up teaching the village, you can stand up to this. You don't have to take this. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things where even if you think that you can't, there's something inside you that can, you know, that, that gets triggered and you, and you stand up and you, and you be a man, you know, and it's, it's standing up to the bully. Standing, whether it doesn't have to be a bully, it can be a situation or, you know, a, a, something that you always wanted to do, just do it. Like, it's just one of those things where it's when you don't think you can, you do. And just something inside of every man that, you know, makes you stand up. And that's, that's a powerful thing for a young kid to learn. It's great. It, 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 it just it, it imbued. What's hard is for, for us as kids, we didn't do it for a long time. We didn't stand up for years. I mean, as a kid, I, I kept my head down for a long time. Um, I didn't stand. I didn't stand up till I was like in ninth grade. I'm like, I, or no, maybe eighth. No, eighth, ninth grade. Eighth, eighth grade. Eighth for you. Ninth for me. No, eighth for you. Well, I fought, but I still was a mess. Yeah. I'd fight guys, but I was still afraid. I was fighting out of fear, not out of a place of strength. I was fighting like a, a dog chewing to its own. Taking paw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In high school, I came to play where I was like, you know what? I don't have to be afraid anymore. I'm gonna stand up and walk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I quote Johnny Cash, I'm gonna walk the line. I'm not gonna be afraid of you. And you stand, you know what? You, you, when you walk and you get your head up and you and you just just, talk, just look somebody in their eye, man. You can't hurt me, dude. And just, you know, shake, shake somebody's hand, just look them in their eye, and you just you 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 Demand respect to people. You know, you you don't have to be scared of people. What's gonna What's gonna happen? What's the worst gonna happen? I'd rather take a beating and know that I gave everything than to walk around with my head down, being scared. I uh, I, I live in the city of Flint, and I I'll, I'll be in a Meyer parking lot walking into Myers. I go I go to the ghetto Myers out here in Flint Town. You didn't even go to Myers because it's too ghetto, dude. No, it, it ain't even this ghetto. They ain't got. I mean, dude, it's nasty, <laughs> yeah. dude. I got a Kroger, son. Kroger's sticking the rich man's store, dude. Please, dude. Yeah, every time I go in there, it's like a hundred dollars. I'm telling just you, I'm like, dang, dude, I know grapes for ten dollars. <laughs> Unless you got a Kroger card, a bunch of coupons, you're getting smoked. Well, I love, point me to Aldi's, fool. I'll start going there. Oh, but uh, so I go to Myers, and there'll be a fight between a man and a woman in the parking lot. And I'll stop, and I'll, 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 I'll have my wife's hand, one of my kids' hands, and I'll stop. And I'm like, do I need to get involved and save somebody? And it's hard because I don't know the story. And you walk into you go into something a like domestic that. thing. You could get you could stabbed by both people. Yeah, the, 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 uh, you'll get stabbed in the back trying to intervene. And I, that's why I always be careful. But don't be Chris from Stand by Me, dude. And I don't want to be that to be your fate. I don't want to be Ray Liotta from Stephen Lawful Entry either. I don't know how you came up with that one. He was the worst guy ever in that. <laughs> but no, he tells a story of the. Of oh, getting shot in the back. Shot in the back by the... say, man, don't compare yourself to that sick mark, dude. <laughs> no, that's saying I'm a psycho, dude. like, cop guy. But, uh, dude, that's, that's a good one, too. That uh, is a real good one. Uh, Madeline's still one to his ass. Dude, Russell, too, Dude, Russell, he's the guy... He currently gets the frying pan. It's the best hit ever. Oh, wait, everything It's goes, a real hit. Everything goes quiet. He's just like... Blink! F. <laughs> like... <laughs> But, and uh, the noise is like, geez. he goes. Down, he's like in the days, like what? I just got hit with a frying pan. Um, that was a skillet, son. Like, oh dang. my gosh, dude. Um, but uh, but I still have it in me. I will if I hear a kid scream. I stop and I look. So I'm like, is everyone safe? Is everyone okay? When I was when we were we were in high school, Tony. 
I remember in our apartment complex, I heard a woman scream out in the stinking stairwell of our, and I ran outside. I, I woke up, ran outside in my chonies, baseball bat in hand, looking, is, is everyone okay? Is there a woman out here? Is she in danger? Stand up to the bully. We stand up to the bully. You got a good story for it or you got, I, I don't know. Um, I got one, dude. Let's hear it. This one's hard, though, dude. You're going you're gonna to rain on the Three Amigos Parade with this. When I was in college, some kid in Chicago took a stick, taped up the top I of it. I remember this. And wrote all over the stick. There was a nigger beater on it. That's what he wrote on it, dude. And he walked around the campus and hit black students with it. And the black students, want, they're like, what do we do? Like, they were, they were trying to just be cool. They're trying to be like, like they, they were so confused. Like, what is happening? He didn't like jack him in the head. He just like hit him like a little bit and laugh run away. Like, a, like I don't know. What, it's, How did he not get the life beat out of him? Dude, it was, dude, you don't even know what to do when something like that happens. Like, what? I, and so he got in trouble. He got expelled. And his dad came up, dude, his stinking rich dad came from the South to try to talk. He, he literally, in the defense, in the, in the thing, he said, well, where I come from, this is not a big deal. You know, they're saying this is not a, not big, it's not a big deal. Dude, I'm, this, is like, this is like 1998, this is happening. He gets expelled for accessory, he comes back, and all his crew comes back with open arms like, yeah, our boy's back. How did he end up at a And this guy, college? this guy, stinking, walked around braggadocious, Walked around like, like yeah, I did this and no one can stop me. This is who I am, whatever. And one day, dude, some of us guys, like we, did, we, you know, it's a different world nowadays. Everyone cries and wants their safe spaces in college, and I gotta be somewhere where I can't hear things that are different than me because I'm gonna cry. I need a day off school because <laughs> the election results. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we did. What we did is me and some of the guys. We called him out. We called his whole crew. And so we showed up one showed up in the middle of the night. Different floors? Different floors. It was probably 28 of his guys versus like 18 of ours. And they formed a circle around this guy and the game, it was a game. It was, a, it was like, listen, so you got 30 minutes. It was the rules were you have 30 minutes. When it's over, no more talk of this. It's going to be done. If you break through our line, you, can, you do what you want with this guy. But if we, hold, we keep you off him, if you can't say nothing anymore because we gave you the chance. And for 30 minutes, we, f- we fought. A, we went outsiders and fought a war out in this plaza, dude. Like, I mean, I looked over Were at one. people around? I, it was an empty night. We're out this plaza, this college. I don't know how we can go to jail this night. I'm serious. I looked over at one point. I see my buddy, the Todd father, has a guy's like has a guy's neck in his. He he has the guy, the guy with the stick, the the the, the main guy. He got to him, had his had his throat in one hand, fist up in the air, going to come down, and one of his boys pulled him off, like almost got him. We went to war. Dude, Todd, the end of Todd Father's Wrath is not a place dude, to be, dude. But that guy was terrorizing students on our campus. And some of us said, listen, you stop, we're putting you down. And we put him down. You we guys put, got to him? I mean, not much we wanted to. 
because it was 20 verse 18. We were outgunned, and he got some he got some big guys to back him up too, man. There's the one Vad mugs, dude. There's there's one guy there from the sticking fields of Kansas, dude. The guy was a monster. Like I saw him, like where I've never seen a head that big on a man, dude. The guy's Jeez. just his head was like a bucket, dude. His poor mother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, shoot, dude. Um, so, but dude. That's what we, you stand up. You stand up against. You stand up to the bully. Do you stand up for the? Like, it's to the, to the little guy. It's just it. We learned it. We hold on to it. Now, how to raise this wrong? This is this is your biggest fear right here. You got it too, though. Yeah, but you like. <sighs> okay. You okay? I got it, but you're you're worse. We're horrified of being embarrassed. You fast forward the scene, didn't you? I can't even watch it. What scenes you fast forward, dude? When they okay, the fir- when three guys come in, they come out <laughs> and do the show. They do the show, and they they they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Should we kill them? <laughs> no, let's three go tell hardcore them Mexicans. It's just hardcore killers. <laughs> and the three big killers are they so just so dog so them out. <laughs> what do you call, call them? Scum sucking pigs. You son of, son, of a, son of a motherless god. <laughs> <laughs> they call them scum sucking pigs. Us. <laughs> Like hurt their feelings, dude. So they leave, and they go get well Guapo, and it's all his fifty men. They come back, and the three amigos come out to do the next show. I think it's, it's all a fake. It's all a game. And there's a point where they realize because Lucky Day gets shot, Martin gets shot, and they realize it's not a show in front of the whole town. And the way Hefe's looking at him, dude. Oof. And they back down so hard, and they do a sing, a song, and dance to get out of there. And they run away and leave and the crowd. And they run, and they, the village just gets destroyed because of their, their cowardice. Dude, it is. I can't even watch that scene, dude. Because they're so weak and so selfish. They let everybody down. I'm scared of being embarrassed. I'm scared of being in front of people and failing everybody. I can't, to this day, I can't watch, um, what do you call that? The Uncomfortable office. humor. I know. I can't watch The Office. I do not like The Office. I can't watch it. People tell me it's hilarious, but that's not funny to me. Someone trying and failing, it's my nightmare. Like Michael Scott wants to be, he wants to be, he wants to be have friends and be cool, and he's not. This he, is my nightmare. <laughs> And you see, and I can't watch that. I can't watch. I can't either, dude. I I stand up. I'll be with a bunch of friends, man, when that show was on, new episodes. I'd literally be standing in the kitchen acting like I was going to get some dip or something. Like, I can't be in. I I get up. I leave. I've walked out of movies because I just, I can't be here for this. I can't, I can't see this. I can't see a guy. I get, I get nervous. I get tense. Uh, Okay. I'll tell you what. One of the worst stinking scenes in a movie is from that movie with Tim Allen. And he's he's bringing his daughter to work day, and the guy who plays uh, who's Putty on Seinfeld. I don't remember seeing. I don't see Seinfeld. I don't watch Seinfeld. When he parks in Tim Allen's spot, and Tim Allen and he's big dude, and Tim Allen's daughter's in the car, and he gets out and he says, "Hey, you're not yes, you're not supposed yes, to park in yes. this spot." And the guy says, well, what are you going to do about it? And he slaps Tim Allen. Shut your mouth. you never seen that movie? What movie is this? It's like something about a bully or something. <sighs> the, bo- the boxing gloves on the cover of the DVD. It's the one with... Um, 
He got to learn how to fight. Belushi. Yes. He gets slapped in, in front, front of his, of his ch- daughter, dude, and she gets out like, "Oh my goodness, Dad, are you okay?" That and does not happen. Yes, dude. And he, I can't watch that. And he, and dude, but he, dude, the end is amazing. He don't even have to fight because he's so. He went from this cowardice little like, get slapped in front of your daughter, and he. And at the end, when they're gonna fight, they're in, they're in each other's faces, and Tim Allen's so calm and cool. And then that guy straightened, you know, he, he's got his hands down his side and he's got to ball his fist up because his hands are shaking so bad. It's like he didn't even throw a punch, dude. When you have that confidence, though, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to let you slap me this time. It's going to be different this time. Like, it, that, there's nothing better than the bully getting beat down. There's nothing better. That's like my favorite, favorite scenario. But when, when, the, when you, when, oh, it's like getting slapped down in front of your daughter, bro. Gee. Dude. I'll I'll be like biking, I'll hit some wet wood and I'll fall. I'll, I'll my bike will slip out. I'll land on my chest. I bounce up. I'm in, I'm hurting. My hands are scraped up. I lost my air. Hit my chest on the ground. I look around to see you know see me and then I'm hurt because I'm scared of being embarrassed in front of people, dude. It's a whole, dude. Remember in high school when it'd be like a real like wintry wet day <laughs> and people would stand by the front doors just to watch somebody fall and everybody would be like ah. <laughs> Dude, people are horrible. I hate, I hate, dude. I've fallen out. I literally in the wintertime have got out of my semi truck and missed a stair and went all the way down to the ground. Boom. And I'm up so fast. And I'm a big dude. And when I come up that fast, I'm looking around to make sure nobody's looking. And then I get back in the truck in the warm, in the, in the, in the heat. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> It's it's d- deep in me is that fear of being and, and I, I, I this movie that scene came up and I real I, I forgot how much it made me react it's a, it's a dumb comedy but that scene I, I felt it tighten up inside of me I'm like I don't want to watch this I can't <sighs> that's a horrible scene dude but then if you're afraid of being embarrassed sometimes you won't try you won't swing you won't I don't want to be a coward. That's why you go back up to raise his right, fool. That's right. You gotta stand up, dude. There's a scene um, in the sh- you wouldn't like the uh, you wouldn't like the show uh, West Wing. It's all politics. West Wing's awesome. You like West Wing? Dude, that episode where Edward James almost got wrongfully arrested is one of the <gasps> best episodes I've ever seen. Dude, pound that, it dude. Kabam! Awesome. Okay. I can't. I, how many tangents do we go off of in this episode? There's so many. There's a scene though uh, where it's um, the president and his chief of staff. And he's telling the president, President, you, 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 you never fight for your way. You always compromise. You know, you always. Then he goes, he tells him at one point, he goes, a man stands up. And I remember watching that sequence. Well, look it up on YouTube, dude. A man stands up. Look it up. It pumps me up. I'm like, that's dang straight. You stand up. You can be a man. <laughs> So three amigos. It's hilarious. It is. It has everything. It's a comedy. There's a very shallow love story. Very shallow. It's so fun. But yeah, it's awesome. And dude, you know what? That's Carmen. The, the love interest reminds me of mom. Big time. Okay, you're not okay. That that very that simple Mexican beauty reminds me of my mom. Big time, dude. Like. uh 
I, our mom's so so attractive. Like I have a picture of me, you, Jesus, mom, and grandma. Us, all of us, you know, hugging and stuff. I a picture of my graduation. It's mm-hmm. all like, and people thought that my mom was my sister and grandma was our mom. They always did. And they were talking like, "Dude, who's your sister? Give me a number." I'm like, "It's my mom, jerk. Get out." Punk, dude. I used to deal with that all the time when she's come pick me up from school in Flint Town, dude. Man, <laughs> kids are so mean, dude. They're so bad, dude. Uh, what's the song? Tony's mom? No, uh, Stacy's mom. <laughs> Just stupid. Um, it's but, your mom too, fool. I'm just being stupid, dude. Uh, but uh, all right, so this is Three Amigos. Um, we, we we told everybody would give us give you the movie we're gonna do next, so you can watch it. What's the movie for next week, Tone? Are we doing it? We're doing it. Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. Oh man, talk about a movie with everything, dude. So go find it on Netflix yeah, or Amazon or Hulu. Find it. And listen, let me let me be very clear here. As far as I'm concerned, <sighs> there is no remake. We'll there ta- is no we'll, other one. We'll hash it all out I, next there, week. Listen, Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, 1984. Okay. Pat Morita. Dude, Mr. Miyagi. Elizabeth Shue. Dude, that's, that's pre-cocktail Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> She's still beautiful. Um. She was so young and beautiful. What's that from? I can't remember. I can hear it. You know. She was so young and beautiful. She was so young and beautiful. I can't. Oh, it's Godfather. No. Oh. I don't know, dude. Frighteners. That is a good pull. It's the ghost who says it. The black ghost. He's talking about the the, uh, mummy. (laughs) Because he's going to that. So stupid, dude. That's a random pull. Too bad that movie's amazing, though. Um, So listen, you follow us on Twitter at Red Room Theater. You check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Red Room Theater. Uh, Remember, it's theater European spelling, (laughs) Theatre. As always, uh, we put new episodes up every Sunday, and uh, this yeah. So every Sunday we'll be looking for Karate Kid next weekend. I feel like we're missing something. No, we're gonna do the thing. No, we got we got into enough. We got it, dude. Three amigos. We got a three amigo. We got Man, it, dude. I could I could talk about three amigos for hours, bro. So, as always, I'm Ernesto, and I'm Antonio, and we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. <laughs>